So it's really good to be with y'all again. I, I was here a couple of years ago, maybe three, I can't remember. I have a bad memory, I think. It's really good, but it's real short. So, um, But my name is Robin Aylor. I come from Woodward, live in Woodward. I, I was born in Shawnee, but um, I uh, go to Lincoln Avenue Baptist Church. So I've got a message I want to bring, but this song I want to start us off with, it goes with the message. and. It's an old uh, song from, I think, maybe 1980, uh, and I've changed the words a bit, but it's a, a Bob Dylan song called, um, I'm Pressing On, I'm Pressing On, and uh, so maybe you'll recognize it a little bit anyway.
Check, check, check. You guys hear me all right? All right. So we are going to be in Philippians chapter 3 today. And that, my song here was a, kind of a, it, it goes with the message, but it's kind of a last minute deal. I, I may be uh, cutting the message down a little bit here. Philippians chapter 3, we'll be in a little bit in chapter 4, and if we have time, we'll look at a few scriptures in the Old Testament, alright? So the Apostle Paul is speaking, we're going to start off in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Brothers, I do not consider I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Our Father in heaven, uh, please bless uh, your word today as we talk about it and open our hearts. Help us to see more of your glory and be transformed and internalize what you have for us today. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I want to focus on a couple things in the passage and in some of the other scriptures we're going to look at. It's basically a two-point sermon. Um, and for some reason, songs kept kept popping in my head as I was preparing it. The first one was, I press on. That's that's one of the, uh, the points. That would be the second point in the two-point sermon here. And the first one is don't look back. First point is don't look back. That uh, comes from an old Boston song, right? Uh, don't look back. They were they had a pretty good sound to them. Uh, but some of the lyrics to that song were, don't look back, a new day is breaking. I finally see the dawn arriving. It's a bright horizon and I'm awakened. I've seen what I could not recognize. So, um, you know, what? Uh, if, if you know Jesus Christ today, then um, you can now see what you did not recognize before. And that's the beauty of Jesus. I mean, it was there, and He was showing it to us, but, but we didn't see it until he, showed, he opened our eyes to be able to see His beauty. And, and so if we've been awakened in Jesus, uh, why on earth would we look back? Don't look back, all right? So Jesus is so much better than the, the world and our old life. So Paul's old life, it revolved around uh, his accomplishments and possibly he had a sense of pride and, and self-righteousness. A few verses earlier in Philippians chapter 3, he details some of those things uh, that he could be building up his ego with. Alright? In verse of chapter 3. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blame blameless. 
So um, he could be, you know, glorying in himself. But he's not looking back to that. Self-righteousness was a big thing that kept popping up among the churches that the Apostle Paul ministered to. You can see it in all of his letters. He addresses it in some way. Many of them he starts off, you know, grace and peace to you. And he ends that same way. It's about the grace of God. It's not about self-righteousness. The whole letter to the Galatians is basically addressing the, the misconception that salvation can come through keeping the law. Or even that we can sustain our righteousness. That we, can't, we, we have in Christ by keeping the law. We can't do that. No, no. The rules do not change after salvation. It's still grace through faith all the way to heaven. All right? So, uh, so in, in, in the 2 Corinthians 11 and 12, Paul lists a whole lot more things that he could be building himself up in. And we're not going to look at that. And most of these things are after he's a Christian. Okay, they came to him after he's a Christian. And he's really talking about, in 2 Corinthians 11 and 12, he's talking uh, some of the pe some people are coming to the church and uh, they were saying, look at us. Don't look at Paul. Look at what we did. Look at who we are. Look how, how great a person we are. You should follow us. So they were pointing to themselves. And so Paul says, now listen, he says he's speaking as a madman. If I wanted to brag on myself when I came to you, I, I could say all these things. And he lists all these things. And uh, as a madman would say. So he, but no, Paul didn't come that way. He came bragging on Jesus, not, not on himself. Right? And so even after salvation, it's, it's not about our righteousness. It's about Jesus' righteousness working in us. It's all about Him. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Promote Jesus. Um, and um, we'll see. Okay, so Paul, he, he implored the churches to turn away not only from self-righteousness, but other aspects of this old lifestyle. For him, a lot of that was self-righteousness. But uh, for many, it's like to turn away. Don't look back. Don't have a wandering eye uh, towards sin. Don't search out those old pleasures in life. Again, we all know that as believers, right? Uh, and we're tempted to do that still, as though they might satisfy. Have you ever been, you know, uh, flipping through the channels on the TV and your, your heart is not satisfied in Jesus? And it's just like you're looking for something else. You, you've strayed a little bit. You're, you've, you're starting to backslide. So that's not a good thing. Paul says all this. Forget all this. Uh, not looking back and forgetting is uh, it's called repentance. And we have to keep doing that as we live our Christian life. So in the Old Testament, <laughs> Lot's wife looked back, right? Don't look back, right? Lot's wife did. And uh, I'm sure the deer in that area around Sodom and Gomorrah were really happy because she turned into a salt lake, right? A block of salt. Israel in the wilderness, right? Um, so they, they longed to go back to their slave masters. They, they said they missed the leeks, which are, I think are kind of oniony type things. 
And over and over, they long to go back. And they grumble all the way. And it's interesting to me that uh, they say that that journey from Egypt to the Promised Land could have been made in 11 days. And it took them 40 years. And that reminds me of another song, okay? Um, the theme song to Gilligan's Island. All right? So it was supposed to be a three-hour tour, right? A three-hour tour. But it wound up uh, taking, like, years. So, but for us, I think, looking back can have a similar effect. Because sin always takes us farther than we want to go and keeps us longer than we want to stay. And sometimes it can, we can waste away a lot of our life if we don't catch, us, catch ourselves. Quickly. Turn back quickly. Uh, don't look back. Turn back to Jesus. Right? Of course, it's a good thing to look back and delight in the Lord for His rescues. We're not talking about that. His grace, His mercy, His blessings, all the times He's turned uh, our brokenness into joy. That, that's not what Paul is saying. Um, he's talking about turning away from our, our, uh, a new, our new mission and looking back to the old. Uh, old mission, seek your own glory and promote yourself. New mission, seek to see more of the glory of God in Jesus and, and share His beauty with the world. So those are two opposites right there. Old mission, pride, greed, lust, pornography, hate, bitterness, convenience, comfort, more stuff, self, 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 self. And, and listen to how the Apostle Paul deals with all those things, beginning in verse 8 of Philippians 3. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So everything we glory in before is of no account. And we have to keep reminding ourselves, I think, of that every day. I know I do. Because uh, the world is, is, uh, is all around us. We live in a fast-paced culture that is totally, it's wild, right? Everything wants our attention. Social media, TV, uh, striving to be liked or accepted or popular or rich, all these things want to direct our attention away from, from Christ. Um, other times it's not busyness, it's idols. And I've worked in the nursing home and I do that some, and, and I see uh, many who I think they, they dwell. I, they dwell. And it's easy for us to dwell and, and think about how we've been hurt in our life, how we've been wronged. And, and, uh, and so we think back, we look back that way. Instead of uh, looking to Jesus, right, we look back on our own life. And uh, we, we go over these things over and over and some loop gets started in our life and it's hard to get out of. And, and we, can, we can waste, we can stew over the way we've been wronged by others and it just replays over and over. But we have to live in the present, in the present, 
if we want to go forward. That's the only way we can go forward, is in the present. Live in the present now. I, I like thinking of life like a, or life uh, as, as a Christian. Uh, it's, in a way, it's like we're bent down like a slide, like a slide is bent down, and we're going up that slide with, with the Lord's help, right? With the Lord's help. But um, in order to drop back down, all we have to do is stop climbing. We stop. Uh, uh, if we're stagnant, we slide back. If we do nothing at all, we slide back. Um, if we're neutral, we fall. You know, if our if our heart's out of alignment, we go to the ditch. That's just the way we're bent. We're bent that way. So we have to to do what Paul says next, and that was what the song was about this morning. Uh, press on. We have to press on toward the, the high calling of Christ. So um, let me um, let's look at verse twelve. I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own. So Paul's not saying he's working for salvation again. He's not saying, I am going to do this so I can be saved. No, that's, that's the life he's forgetting, right? We've got to keep this in the right context. Uh, but the Holy Spirit is quickening Paul to persevere to the end because Christ Jesus has made already made him his own. And that's what the Holy Spirit is working in all of us to do so that we, we're making him our own. And he's going to bring us all the way, you know, to heaven with him. So Paul gives us more insight to that upward call of a few verses earlier in uh, chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and be sure his sufferings becoming like him in his death. That uh, by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So Paul wants to give it all, right? He wants everything. Jesus' righteousness through faith. He wants to be like Jesus in his life and in his death. And all this with the power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead working in his life. You know, I, I think for me, I mean, do, do I just overlook that and say, yeah, that's true. Go and not think about it. No. I, I want to, to realize that and internalize the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is working in me every day. It's available to me to walk in faith every single day, to overcome sin, to, to love my neighbor the way I should, to, to love hard when it's hard to love others, right? And, and even though I'm being used by others, when it's messy, right? So, so that's the power of the resurrection enables us to do that. And it's also going to raise us up on that last day to be with Jesus also. So we see this. Um, I know I'm not going to make it through this, so just uh, I'll find a place to close here in a minute. But this new mindset is really amazing. Paul talks about it in the very first verse of Philippians 3. Uh, it says, finally, my brothers rejoice in the Lord. That's not our old mindset, say, right? We were rejoicing in ourselves, right? But rejoice in the Lord. Again, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, again, I will say rejoice. So what does it mean to rejoice? 
think it means to repeat joy, right? Re rejoy, repeat joy. Live in a state of joy. A joy in the Lord is going going forward and continuing in our life. Walk in the joy of the Lord. I think that's a heart of worship. Worshiping Christ. That's where we find joy. And uh, throughout chapter four, Paul. Let me. I'll just read some of this here before I close. Uh, in beginning verse five, this new mindset he's talking about. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, my brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence... If there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen and made, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. So all these things are connected to rejoicing in the Lord in a heart of worship. Right? This is the new mindset that we're looking forward to. That we're striving for with everything we have. Uh, and like Second Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit working in us is transforming us as we, we look to Jesus, right? As we keep looking to Jesus. So now we can we, we rejoice in Christ, we promote His glory, why we tell others why, and we live as though we know that he's the greatest treasure in the universe, worth leaving all for. Um, I, I love this saying: um, the ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. I know you've probably heard that before. So that's not what we're built for either, right? Um, let me get into this a little bit and then, then I'll close. Um, something else about pressing on and, and straining forward over and over in God's Word, uh, we are told that it is important for us to, to think about the time we have left on the earth. Okay? That somehow that awakens us to, to look forward and be more serious about going forward. James 4.14 says... You're a mist that appears for a little time and vanishes. Psalms 39, David, he wants the Lord to help him because he can't get control of his mouth. It keeps opening over and over. He's saying things he should... I, I can identify with that for sure, big time, okay? Uh, and so, but instead of praying for that, he, he, prays, uh, he, he prays for the big picture. He knows where the real problem is. He's off mission. His heart is off mission. He's, he's back on the old visit. Uh, he's slipped back into the world's mindset. And he says, uh, thir Psalms 39.4, O Lord, make me know the end, my end, and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. And, and then in, in verse 7 he says, um, what am I waiting for? My hope is in you. So instead of our hope being in the world, David put his hope, he, he returned it to be in Christ. 
Psalms 90, beginning verse 10, Psalm of Moses. Alright? Um, the years, or prayer of Moses, the years of our life are 70 or even by reason of strength 80, yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Another song, that's another song, I'll Fly Away. I looked that up, it really surprised me. It was written by Albert E. Brumley. He was born in Spyro, or right around Spyro, Oklahoma. So, my dad's favorite song, by the way, when he was alive. Uh, but he was born in uh, 1905. But verse 12 of, of Moses' prayer, he says, So teach us to number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. And um, so why would uh, that give us a heart of wisdom? Uh, I, for me, you know, if I, I begin to wake up in the morning kind of come to my senses a little bit, and I, all of a sudden I realize that the time is short. I overslept. You know what that does to me? I don't need those two cups of coffee anymore. I am wide awake. I jump up and I get to work. I, I get it done, okay? And, and so, if we really can think about how fleeting our life is, and how sin is always trying to, to grab it, you know, and take up our time, then that should waken us up. And I, I'm not going to go through, well, I, I will say Samson numbered his days on the last day of his life. He waited then, but he still accomplished what God wanted to him to as the judge of Israel on that day. And Esther, she, she counted uh, her life also. She numbered her day. And when the, you know, God's people were going to be killed within a matter of days, um, Mordecai said to her, her, her uncle, who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And so we're, we're here. We're, we're here in Mutual, Oklahoma, in Woodward, Oklahoma, and for such a time as this. I really believe, and you can read about this in Acts 17, but God has placed us where we are today, in the family we were born into, with our siblings, with our parents. At this time in history, uh, He's sovereign. And we're here. The, the people we meet at the grocery store, and at our church, and at our schools. We're there for such a time as this. God knew what He was doing when He put us here. And I think it would be quite helpful to us to, to recognize that and trust God. Um, I'm going to go ahead and close. Uh, my, my iPad is kind of acting up anyway, so I think the Lord's trying to tell me something. So, um, let's go ahead and pray together. Father God, You're awesome, Lord. Um, thank you for your word, Lord. Um, just uh, let it not return void, Father, and let it awaken us and quicken us and then be internalized and give us life and joy and peace, Father. And, uh, and uh, uh, if someone doesn't know you, Lord, uh, please open their eyes and that, that they might see that you're the greatest treasure in the universe. Uh, worth leaving all for and uh, turning away from and uh, you know, counting as, as, as all is lost except for Jesus. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.